0: This is a recording of the speech given on a Friday night, Pajas Vo'era, Tavshin Pei Galad, Shabbos, as we have since October 7th, on a Friday night we've been discussing the Matzah of Eretz Yisrael in light of halacha as it relates to the sedra or the relevant time of the year. And Shabbos Day, in relation to more drash, agadam, Shava today is no different. Hopefully we can stop singing this one one song uh, pretty soon. But we're hoping that despite being attenuated in terms of space and becoming more and more attenuated now 100 days in terms of time, that nevertheless, by constantly repeating and reiterating and discussing October 7th, It'll be a little bit of Nesham Parm and have a shtikel, a bit, of Ima'i Anoichi Bitzara. The question I'd like to share today is simple. And frankly, I could have shared it in next week's sedra, In Parshas boy or Parshas B'Shalach, it works in any one of these sedjas. It doesn't have to specifically be for Parshas V'yroh. There is a big Meshachachma that's relevant to this topic that is in next week's Saturday Pashas. Parshas Bay. We are gonna take a different approach in the Meshachachma. We did already the same last week. I'm not gonna get, get concerned if we do three weeks in a row, but this is nevertheless how it seems to me that this topic ought to be approached. But the way that it connects to October 7th is the following. When Mitzvah Hashem, the state of Israel, the army is going to figure out a way to kill Sinwar or Daif or any one of the other Hamas hanchos. Should we be feeling happy? Should we be pleased? Should we be besimcha or not? This question is resonant, of course, in today's period, but it's, it's broader. It's not just in relation to October 7th but it's also in relation to other Rishon more generally. There's a Mishnah in Ovis, a very odd Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us that Shmuel HaKotten said, mm-hmm. Why? Because pen Hashem verabbe enav, This is the Mishnah that Shmuel HaKotten says in Ovis. A weird Mishnah, Shmuel HaKatan is saying, what is in effect? Two Pesukim from Mishle. Shmuel HaKatan is not making his own Mishnah. He's saying two from Mishle. It would be interesting. No, Normally we're not supposed to be quoting Pesukim from Tanakh. But if these Pesukim became a Mishnah, then obviously they could be quoted. Mishnah are supposed to be recited by heart; You're supposed to be able to memorize them. But why is it that Shmuel Kartan is saying over these Pesukim from Mishle? So people said this was, he was very ruggle in this. All the Mepharshim on the side said that he was rugged. He This was a, something that he used to quote a lot. Don't gloat. Don't rejoice over the fact <clears throat> that your enemy has now been taken down. In fact, there are those, are, I don't remember who, but I remember hearing as a kid who explained the interesting Gemara tells us in Brachas that Shmuel HaKatan was the one who drafted the Birch HaSaminim. He's the one who came up with it. It's fine. The HaSamin, the HaSaminim seems to suggest was complicated. Who, who could be the one who's going to uh, come up with a Birch HaSaminim? So Shmuel HaKatan was the one. Why Shmuel HaKatan? So some wanted to say, because he says in Oves, So he's the appropriate kind of a person. So he's the one who's saying that how the medium should be treated, but he himself understands so he's the right kind of a person to discuss dealing with the retribution to our enemies. This is the the tyrants that I remember hearing, I don't I don't remember who, I think it may have been a, a rabbi or something, but I don't remember exactly. In any event, this is the Mishnah of Shmuel HaKachan. Don't be happy, don't gloat when your enemy is having a downfall. This Mishnah, this Pasuk and Mishlei, is brought to Halacha. There's a base Yosef in Archaim in Tav but it's before him it's in the Shibali Aleket, That's Masevich, it's others say the same idea which is this is very relevant to us now. Now that the Egyptians are going to get the Makis, and eventually that's going to culminate in Kriya yamsuf, where they're going to die, they're going to drown. And we have a celebration to celebrate our exodus from Egypt, which is Pesach. So you might say, oh, so we should be misamech so much on Pesach, in order to be able to show the fact that we're so thrilled at all of our enemies being destroyed. Says the Sheba, like it, no, the Mitzrayim were killed, but we're not going to be jumping up and down for joy because therefore says the Beis Yor, said, the reason we're not going to hallow, even though we say hallow on Pesach, except for the first day we're not going to hallow, why not? Right, because the Mitzrayim were drowned, they were all killed. And you shouldn't be gloating over the enemy's downfall. So, therefore, says the Bei'shiyasev. Based upon again the and others, we don't say a full Hallel on Pesach again, except for the first day. But on the seventh day, right, the day of Kriya we're not saying a full Hallel. Why? Because it's not that we're thrilled that all of these Egyptians were killed. We're thrilled that we had an accident, we're thrilled that we got out of the servitude, we're thrilled that we no longer have the bondage, but not thrilled that watching all these people die. As the Gemara tells us, both the of of and the in, in Yenam and Bez, in Sanhedrin and Tess, the Gemara there says that, when the Egyptians were drowned, the Malachi Hashavis wanted to say Shira. Right? We, human beings, we say Shira. But Malachi wanted to say Shira. And call it Baruch said, you can't say Shira. You're going to say Shira when all of my handiwork. Who is the Nishmas Rech All of humanity is a Nishmas All of humanity has a divine soul. We're going to be gloating and jumping up and down for joy when they die, when they're drowning. That's not appropriate time for the malachim to say shira. In fact, the Yahu in Remes, Tafresh, Nundal, the Yahu points out that you don't find simcha by Pesach. You find simcha by Sukkot in the psukim, right? You find simcha by, by Shavuos, but you don't find simcha in relation to Pesach. Why not, says the Yalchot Shemini, Because on Pesach the actual celebration is when the Egyptians were killed and we're not going to have so much happiness in that regard. Sure, we have Simcha Siyantif and the like, but not a particular essence of Simcha because the, the Mitzvim who are enemies, they died. That's not appropriate. So we see it seemingly every which way that it's not appropriate To be gloating, to have simcha, to have you know joy, when our enemies are killed. However, there is another Gemara Megillah, more a few blots later. The Gemara says in Tazayin that Mm -hmm. a whole backstory everybody recalls that happened. That Mysore there, that Mordechai ends up being rewarded for the saving of the king's life. Bixen and Sarah, she had not received any reward. And Haman had come in thinking that he was going to get permission from the king to hang Mordechai. But it went the wrong way on him. And in the end, he has to honor Mordechai. And the Pesach tells us that the king made clear what he wants him to do, right? He's going to get, Mm -hmm. He's going to go in the king's royal guard on the king's horse. And he's gonna be walking around town and, and Haman's gonna be saying is mm-hmm. a And the posi tells us that tells Haman except for the crown, as Rashi points out. Right? The crown was clearly not something that Akashverh was pleased about. And he didn't, yeah, Mordechai did not wear the crown. So the Gemara gives us a backstory that when Homan came to get Mordechai dressed up again to go on the horse of the king, Mordechai said, I can't mount this horse. I'm Mamish, I've been sitting in tightness for so long. I'm and I'm broken, and I don't have the strength. So Haman got down on all fours and to use his back as a, as a step stool for Mordechai. And as Mordecai got up on him, he gave him a big kick. And Haman responds, and Haman says, "I don't understand. Why are you having such a pleasure or gloating on my downfall? Right? And it was clear that Haman is now having his downfall. Right? As as there is sheli mizerayudim, Mordechai Asher achiloy sulim polefon avloysu chaloy, Right? He says, you 'You're done for, man. This is you're you're a goner.'" So he said, but autism, Why are you having so much fun now at my expense? So Mordecai says to him, Hadi mili be Yisrael, right? si, That's in relation to Yidden. But In relation to, to Goyim? You tread upon them, you can absolutely have Simcha. That is to say, it's much from this Gemara, that according to what the Gemara is telling us later in Megillah, but it is okay to have simchah at the downfall of your enemies, so long as those enemies are not yidden. In a full evah hal tismah, that's in relation to enemies who are yidden, but in relation to enemies who are not yidden, al tavo misim esidro. So which one is it? Do we say ma'isyod tov mayim atemayem rishira? Do we say it's a situation of ma'isyodai tovim bayam? How could you have simchah? Ma'isyodai tovim bayam? How could you be in a you're not going to say a full halal. Or do we say you could have simchah? Seems like a stiro. I looked around and it was not obvious to me that anybody asked this as a question, but it seems to me like a pretty fundamental question. So I think I think one has to differentiate perhaps between these between these two situations. And I think one can do it by using another puzzle. <laughs> also in Mishle, a a little bit earlier, Mishle says, avoid Rishoyim Rino. When the Rishoyim are going to be um, lost, when they're going to be destroyed, then Rino, I'm not making that the same between Rina and Simcha, it's a type of a happiness. avoid Rishoyim Rino. When the Rishoyim are going to be destroyed, you have a certain level of happiness. So what I would like to suggest to you is this. On the one I was saying, but the very also says, about So which one is it? I think it depends on the situation of what we're dealing with. If you're dealing merely with an Oyev, Altismach. But if somebody's an Oyev, he's only an Oyev, don't be so joyful. But if somebody is a Russian, if somebody's mamish done terrible things to you, he's not just an oh, he doesn't like you, but he's mamish or rasha. avoid and Merino. Then you're happy, then you're loud, then you're permitted. It's absolutely fine to be happy, thrilled. That is, in the situation of the Mitzrayim, so remember, most of them are operating under the thumb of parai Maybe they hate the Jews because now they've had a year of Maccas. But there's only one real Russian and Russia, and that's Parit. So that's what we're going to say. Yivecha, altis, in relation to the Mitzriim, but in relation to Ammon or Russia, to Ammon or Russia, you say by avoiding Shemirina. In relation to Ammon or Russia, you say by atabu Even though I would admit that the Gemara is mashma b'ditchu, it's mashma that the distinction is between B'surah la'Amim. It's mashma distinction between Jews and non-Jews. I think maybe you can understand that how do you mean to be B'surah? You say in relation to Echah Aptismah. The Gemara seems to suggest. But B'dichu, B'dichu doesn't necessarily mean by non-Jews per se, even though that's a simple reading. Maybe B'dichu means B'dichu like somebody like you, like a Russian Marusha, somebody who was trying, who had gone to Akashverish, who was trying to kill out a whole nation in one day. you're a Russian, by you, absolutely <tis-mach> you should be thrilled now we're getting you back we're going to have a tremendous joy that's one answer I'd like to suggest a second answer I'd like to suggest is an answer I saw it's brought down to the in the Lekutim the Tami hagim suggests an answer from the Chayza that the Chayza suggested the following said the Perhaps the word is in relation to how much destruction the enemy is having. If the Russia only has started to fall, don't be happy. He's still not finished off. Something happens; that he's not totally done, and and resuscitates him and saves him. Don't be happy and don't count your chickens before they hatch. However, however, but if they're actually going to destroy the, the is really finished, then of course you're allowed to have happiness. Of course it's permitted to have happiness. So the distinction between these two psukim is are we dealing with a situation of absolute destruction of the Russia or just a situation of where the Russia or the, uh, the the person has begun to fall and not actually fallen on this, this answer, it still wouldn't explain necessarily the Egyptians unless you say that the the Egyptians were really not Rishon, right? It's really maybe just Paray. So so therefore, there's no baavoyd Rishon Rina here because there's no aspect where there, there were Russians who were being killed. It was really Paray. That's the Russia. In relation to to Haman, Haman is a Russia, so now that he's being taken down, and you would have to say that over here it means already in full, even though Haman has not yet been hung on the tree, but it's basically getting there, right? As 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 already Zeresh said, right? If Mizera Yehudim Mordechai Yehudi, right? It was already clear that Haman's already finished. Haman is a chafu, he's done for. So therefore, perhaps, even though he's not yet dead, he's as good as a goner. And therefore, maybe that's why Mordecai was able to have simcha on him, even though he hadn't yet actually been killed, his fall was already too, too pronounced. After Perhaps a little bit of a stretch, but perhaps. A third answer was suggested by my wife. My wife wanted to suggest that maybe the difference is and it's related to the 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 first answer in a sense is what is the enemy trying to do to you right and may be the enemies of Russia but we I should ask what is he trying to do the Mitzrayim, what they were trying to do even if they say that they were going to kill the Egyptian the, the Jewish boys and the past as Mafar pointed out it was also the Egyptian boys. Everybody was gonna die. And the reason was because they were fundamentally concerned that the Jewish people are getting big. That, and if they're getting so big and they're getting so powerful, right? All in the arts, and they're gonna either drive us out of the land or they're gonna leave, whatever it may be. They're they're they were afraid of the Jewish people, rightly or wrongly. So therefore, they weren't trying to be like but they weren't trying to do that at all. They were they were very happy to keep the Jewish girls alive. Their main concern was the Jewish boys and what the Jewish boys would do. And in order to realize or to avert the suffering that they felt they might receive from the Jewish boys if they were born, they were willing to kill their own boys. You can't compare that level of rishos with the level of a Haman's riches Therefore, my wife wanted to suggest perhaps, we're saying in relation to Mitzrayim, because even if they were Rishoim, their attempt to harm us was nowhere near the kind of harm that, let's say, a Haman or a Hitler or other people have tried to do. So, therefore, for them, we say, but for a Haman, right? But for a Haman, a Haman is a situation. Of Mamasharosh and Marusha is trying to kill all of the Jewish people men, woman, boy, girl, baby—doesn't make enough kavina. Trying to get rid of every single one. So for such a person, such a Russian Marusha, that we could say by avoid we could say benefol absolutely is samach for sure. But either way, how you that is that if they get sinwar, right? If they get daif, if they get Any of the big honchos sitting in Qatar, absolutely we could be happy because on any one of these possible Tirutsim, it's 100% that they're Russian Marushas who have tried to kill out as many Jewish people as they can. And so, of course, if they are taken down, they're no longer, even though they are Maeser Yardai, they are nevertheless Russian Marushas who one can be happy about their demise.